The race has begun, but I'm sure no one is interested in placing a bet. Yes, I know the jockey club's racing season's just over. I'm not talking about horse racing, but the race for the next chief executive. This race is definitely fixed by Beijing, and everyone knows that. Still, there are the usual candidate suspects coming out to project their image, not to canvass votes, since there will be no popular voting, but to compete for the blessing from Zhongnanhai. To me, every chief executive election makes me sad. I feel sorry for Hong Kong that we have to go through the same despiteful election again, repeating the same acts by all parties in the game. The race is now in the initial stage, as Beijing had yet to make its mind up, and so we have three candidate suspects trying to maximize their exposure so as to raise their popularity rating. Unfortunately, the race for popularity was not through spelling out their vision for Hong Kong, but through sound bites and gestures. And more regrettable is that the coming election will certainly fail to bring hope and confidence to the people. There'll be no public debate over where Hong Kong should be heading for. There will be no credible solutions offered to solve the city's deep-seated contradictions. It's got to be a race to nowhere. My honourable colleague, Mr. Leung Yuzhong, once described the chief executive selection process as foul grass growing out of a foul ditch. I can't agree more. In the three candidate suspect, we can find the shadow of the first two chief executives, as all of them are coming from the same small circle. The chief secretary, Mr. Henry Tang, the front runner of the three, is a Dongjiwa minus political vision and mission. It's well known that Mr. Tang is as competent as Mr. Tong. No one can recall what he has achieved during his nine-year service in the government. First a commerce minister, then financier, and now the city's second man. Nor can we tell what he stands for. But one thing is certain: that he'll commit less wrongdoing than Mr. Tong, because he will probably do much less if elected. Mrs. Rita Fan, the most popular among the three, is most likely a Donald Zhang plus, a member of the National People's Congress Standing Committee. Mr. Fan is more obedient to the master in Beijing than Mr. Zhang is. Her recent comment on the enactment of Basic Law Article Twenty Three is a case in point. The former president of the legislature is also more skillful than Mr. Zhang in distancing herself from controversies. The reason why she manages to maintain high popularity ratings. The last candidate suspect, Mr. Leung Zhanying. Is a Dong and Zhang combined. Mr. Leung has served in the special administrative regions de facto cabinet since day one, as a top adviser to both Mr. Dong and Mr. Zhang. Mr. Leung is not immune to the numerous policy blunders in the last fourteen years. Hong Kong's present political impasse is, of course, not just a problem of personalities. With the small circle election. Anyone who wants to run for the top job must first get the blessing of Beijing, and then the knocks of the business elites. How can the people pin any hope on the chief executive who must kowtow to Beijing and serve the business elites? One may say that Beijing wants someone who can get support from the people through tackling problems faced by the general population, and this may not be contradictory to popular wishes. This might be true. 
but one has also looked at other criteria behind Beijing's decision, such as communist-style patriotism. This will definitely lead to conservatism in democratic development and human rights. By this definition, many candidates will be screened out, including, of course, the pan-democrats. To make things worse, the candidates must submit to the wishes of the business tycoon and fat cats and defend their vested interests. How can we expect small circle election can elect a chief executive who is willing to take up the cause of the people of Hong Kong against the vested interests? I don't want to sound bleak, but sadly, this is a hopeless case. The coming five years are crucial to the future of Hong Kong, and we need a chief executive that can tackle three fundamental problems. First, the hegemony of the property sector has resulted in a serious structural imbalance in our economy. Developments in sectors other than property and finance are jeopardized, and sustainable economic growth and job creation will be at stake. It also makes it unaffordable for the middle class to buy a decent flat and feel secure for the well-being of their families. Second, how do we tackle the challenge of aging societies? The proportion of elderly population is projected to double from its present level of 13% in 20 years. Mr. Zhang's government has done nothing to deal with the retirement problem, and we've already lost seven years. We cannot afford to lose another five years. The next chief executive must face this challenge and come up with a solution. The civil society has lobbied hard for a universal pension scheme for decades. Time is running out fast. A universal pension scheme must be implemented within the next five years before the dependency ratio starts to climb. Otherwise, its financial sustainability would be seriously undermined. The third challenge is Hong Kong's democratic development. It's obvious that the present political system is broken and must be fixed. The promise of universal suffrage in 2017 and 2020 without a detailed roadmap is not enough. The next chief executive must draw a blueprint on constitutional development. Are the three candidate suspects ready to take up this challenge? Or will they avoid the sensitive issue and look for the instructions from Beijing? Let's wait and see. Where is the hope then? The hope is in me and you. We must work hard to mobilize public opinion on the above fundamental issues. We must discredit the coming fake election. We must force some policy out of the next chief executive to solve these fundamental problems. We must also work towards the next chief executive election in 2017, making sure it will be a fair and open election. We must fight on.